like I became a designer because I don't like math. So. <laughs> <laughs> Web of Tomorrow, a podcast all about the web and the people who build it. This is Adam Harris. So this week, we're talking about side projects. Um, I think that side projects are, for me, they're like something that's necessary. That's Nathan Thompson, a UX designer at Domo, and he's been working on an interesting side project over the last two years that has nothing to do with software. It's a board game. It's called Outlast Westbrook, and it's been successfully funded on Kickstarter. You know, as a designer, I have like these creative urges that I want to fill and, you know, working on like a corporate product isn't necessarily the place where I can fulfill those. And so I was just looking for like a creative outlet where I could get my creative juices flowing. And he found that creative outlet with his friend Kevin Marco, who's also a UX designer. One day, they were just playing board games, and they thought... Let's just make a game, and we started talking, and, you know, kind of left it at that, and then a couple weeks later, like, you know, that that's something I actually really want to do, so I just started, like, doing it on my own. I didn't even tell them I started doing it, and then I showed them, like, hey, I kind of, like, created this base for a board game, and, like, showed it to him. He's like, wow, this is awesome. We should pursue this further, and... That's kind of how it got started. I think that doing side projects like helps fulfill my creative energy and helps me to have something to look forward to in work as opposed to like, you know, designing where buttons go and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So. so here's the premise of the game. It's a two to five player game that takes about 30 to 45 minutes and it's a zombie survival escape game. The city of Westbrook has a zombie outbreak. There are four players who are the last four human survivors left in the city. They have to escape the city before it gets destroyed by a nuclear bomb because the government's deciding we're just gonna cut our losses because we don't want the infection to spread to surrounding areas. So we're just gonna nuke the city. You have to find the keys to escape and then make it to the exit. You have to escape in a certain number of turns before they nuke the city. And then there's another player who plays as the zombies. And he's throwing zombies at the humans as they're trying to escape. The playing field is a grid of five by five tiles, each of which you can visit so that you can flip the card over to reveal a location. Each player has a dashboard in front of them with a role, like mechanic, soldier, or priest each of which has special abilities. Your dashboard can also hold one item and one weapon. Then across the bottom of the dashboard, you keep track of your health and the durability of your weapon. Then there's this countdown with a bomb. If the bomb reaches the bottom, then the city's blown up. The amount of tension is like always there and always present because there's this zombie player who controls his like big bad juggernaut who's always coming after you Mm -hmm. and so even if you like kill him he comes back to life so we wanted there to be like this constant thread of like gnarly zombies coming after you and then 
also this impending nuclear strike, so yeah. So yeah, they just jumped right in and started getting uh, messy, getting their getting their hands dirty, and in some cases, getting their hands cut. So many hours and so many band-aids. Band-aids? <laughs> We're using exacto knife. Exacto knife and a ruler. It's going too fast. Like, oh man. <laughs> oh, we using what? What are you cutting out of? Uh, so we print our cards out on like eleven by seventeen papers. And we'd line them up all on a grid and then just get the ruler and exacto knife and go uh, and then cut. So you didn't have like a paper cutter? No. God, I mean, we could have, but that was just what we had at our disposal, I guess. So Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people will put off projects like this until they, they feel like they have every piece of equipment that's required, but you, there's really no equipment required. Yeah, just your brain. Which the zombies will try to eat, so. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you hold on to that. Yeah. I really admired how they just kind of jumped in there and they didn't make excuses. They didn't say, oh, we don't really know board games super well. They just said, this seems like a cool thing to do. This is something that I'm interested in. Let's just, let's just do it. I'm sure that other board game designers probably have a more, uh, I guess, regimented process to like creating board games but like we never created a board game and so we just like jumped into it and like we're total noobs and we still are. A board game seems a bit different from what Nathan and Kevin typically do as user experience designers, designing things for software, but not too different. You know, it's very similar to designing uh, an experience because you're designing the experience of like the game. And so when you like create a card, so we have like these dashboards that you like put your cards in and you have like your health indicators on there and just making that so it's something that like people can use it's, it's a lot like doing UX design because you're making a product that people can use and you want them to be able to use it intuitively and same with a board game. Cool. Was it hard to make it balanced between the zombie player and the, the other players? Yeah, that was very time consuming because you have to play the game and if you make any little tweak, it's like, well, we have to like play it like five more times at least to see like how this little tweak is going to affect the gameplay. So. It's uh, it's difficult for sure, but you know, it comes with like just doing multiple rounds of like playtesting. So, this project took over two years, and Nathan spent over 350 hours on illustrations alone. Not to mention all the time they spent on usability testing or playtesting, and promoting the game, and all the things that go into something like this. I wondered, how did he find time with a wife and kids? Yeah, so it's it's hard working full-time job and then being dad and husband. Um, it just comes down to your devotion to the project. So I've, I made time for it where I could, you know. And 
the the place where I was able to find time is like waking up earlier or staying up later like because mm-hmm. my time with my kids is invaluable and same with my time with my wife so I said to myself I don't want to lose that because I'm working on this project you know so yeah I'll wake up at like you know crazy hours like four or five or something and then spend a couple hours working on stuff or I'll stay up to like two or three and like drawing so but myself personally I found like I do better like waking up earlier than staying up later so you know we didn't even like do any research so it's like it's like we're not like super big board gamers and so we're like Oh, maybe we should like make a zombie board game because we, we don't have any of those. We never played any of those. And then after like we've been working on it for quite a while, we're like, oh, there's actually like a ton of other zombie board games out there, yeah. and like we're in a totally saturated genre. So I'm sure that if we were to like start over, we we would probably go with like another theme. But they didn't give up. They didn't start over and just go with another theme. They launched on Kickstarter three times, lowering the funding goal each time before it finally got successfully funded. I know I would have given up. I probably would have been distracted by other ideas. I mean, we, we always have ideas. We're always talking about other things. Um, so we have like a backlog of other ideas that aren't even like board game ideas, but we just kind of said, we're going to push forward with this one and then see what happens. Um, I think looking back now, we would probably, I guess with our next project, we'll choose something that's way less amount of time to go into. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to do the fail fast thing, you know, and this project definitely hasn't been that. It's been like a two-year project. But I think it's something that we really enjoy doing and we're devoted to, so I think it works out for us. They were devoted to it. They really enjoyed what they were doing. I think that's important. Like Nathan said at the beginning, side projects for him are meant to energize you, not drag you down. When we take the game and show it to new people, and it gets to the very end and they're like, oh, this, we were so close. They like just barely died or something. Oh my God. <laughs> it is the blue exit. Like I just played it with some people yesterday and they, they were literally like one roll of the die away from like winning and they died. And nice. so it's like moments like that when you see people like are really invested into like the outcome of the game and then like they win or they die, but they, it's like this uh, emotional reaction that they put out of there and it's just like really satisfying to see and like validating to me as a game designer seeing like people are really enjoying the game. So we've had people that have like hopped in mid game and we, we like told ourselves, okay, like let's, let's not tell this guy anything and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. We don't tell them anything and they like learn how to play just by like watching. There are so many games, you know, that take like hours and hours to play and they're rules upon rules and we, we, that's just not like what we enjoy doing as gamers. So we want something that's like 
more of a lighter experience, but still like competitive and strategic. That was Nathan Thompson. The game is Outlast Westbrook. If you're listening to this before March 21st, then you still have time to back it and get a copy of the game. I'm definitely excited to get my copy. So I hope this encourages you to work on a side project of your own, whatever it is, no matter how related or unrelated it is to your field, as long as you're passionate about it. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes in this podcast, please give a review on iTunes. It really helps. Also, tell your friends about it. If you didn't like this episode, that's okay. We'll be back next week with normal episodes about JavaScript and web stuff. See you then.